0: Welcome to Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, your place where insider secrets, tricks and systems are revealed to help you become a successful sports investor. Let the show begin. Today, we discuss the next big thing. And before I mention what it is, let me tell you some facts. The current prize pool is over $18 million, which is bigger than Wimbledon or the Masters. And the viewership is bigger than the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, a professional statistic analyst company has predicted that this sport will have more viewers than Super Bowl final by 2020. And that's uh, over 111 million viewers, guys. This is now on the ESPN and all over the world. And if you're still missing out, you're going to miss serious profits that can be made betting this sport. Now, I've bet you guessed it by now we're talking about eSport. And if you think electronic cyber sports are not even a sport think again and i don't care if you're a young gamer living and breathing dota or someone like me who's never played any computer games trust me this new trend should not be taken lightly as you can make some really serious money betting esports so today on our show we have will a professional esport expert developer of his own successful esports strategy that he's sharing for followers inside z code vip club welcome will Now, please tell us briefly about yourself. How have you started with sports investing?
1: So really, um, I started by gambling. And (laughs) first off, realized that I was going to lose really quickly. So what I did was I was able to look around uh, for some different sites, different options. And um, Z-Code was really a, a way for me to express myself. I was instantly able to share my picks. I was instantly able to see that I was not using the correct systems and numbers up to date. I wasn't using the best tools. It's kind of like working in a workshop and you have a choice to either go work in a garage or go work in an actual tool shop. And what really brought me to sports investing is two guys, you know, Pedro, Greek especially, uh, both kinda posted me you know, they're posting their Greek MLB and Pedro's picks here and there, you know. And when I knew that they would wait, 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 and I said, you know, why aren't they hitting every there's twelve twelve games today, man? And no, I saw what these guys are doing. They're picking their one. They're putting their time, their effort, and their mental money—is what I like to call that time that you spend capping—and they're putting their mental money into it. And that's when I started as a sports investor. When I decided that I'm not a gambler anymore, I'm going to find my way to make this work and make it communicate. So communicate through money and through other ways by learning. And its, it's a weird word to use, but really, yeah, communicate with myself and find—you know—where I can find self-control to manage everything.
0: Great. Why are esports the next big thing of sports betting? Uh, uh, Tell us, please. Let me start in the United
1: States. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that you can look at them. Um, What we have is a very big issue with football. Where I'm from, I I grew up playing, you either play football, soccer, or baseball. And you do that until you're 19 years old. That's just how you do it. Mm -hmm. And that's how society works. Well, what's happened recently is that, you know, for the since computers really, the dawn of 1992 and you'd started all the way back with games like Doom and stuff, even though they weren't one-on-one, what they were is games on floppy disks and people would spend their time, like I said, that time that's worth money. And um, they would play that, and that's what they would do. So the reason they're the next big thing is the fact that the matter is you look at the growing markets. There's a beautiful piece posted by Mark in the eSports forum that I found fascinating. Um, so it says this – I'm referring to an ESPN story, and we'll share the link here. But so how big is the game thing? Let's see. Uh, as we saw, that, and there were 2.4 billion people in 2013 that watched it. Three three point seven B billion in 2014. So that that's that's a huge number. And so the reason it's the next big thing once again is that what's happening, like I said, about football and concussions and issues and physicality, and as we become as, as we become more aware of the bodies that we're using and how fragile we are, sports are dangerous. Many of them are. And I'm not telling anyone not to play. What I'm saying is, when you play, you know, you know the risk. The cool thing about esports is that what's happened is that there are always venues, there are always games, it doesn't go on any sort of time clock except UTC or world time, as you may know, and it's crazy trying to bet those games because they're in and out, I'm awake, I sleep four hour naps every day (laughs) just to catch the games, but the idea being is that this next big thing is because there has been 60% of those nerds, quote, who sat or sat around while the other 40% played football. And the fact being is that those guys who are the nerdier ones working on systems, working on other things, working on school, they're actually playing these games. And what we're happening is we have the smarter people in this sport than we do in the other sports. Now, whether or not that has an impact on outcome is up to you. But for me, it's a big factor. So the next big thing is esports. You will see it on ESPN. Mark my words, it'll be there. It's going to be there on your TV, just like okay. Monday night football. So it's not going to be Monday night football yet, but it sure as heck, it sure as heck is going to get a Thursday afternoon or Thursday night, uh, good looking at it. You know, like <laughs> prime time, baby, prime time.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us, what are the most important games? Maybe Dota 2, League of Legends? Give us the top list.
1: So, the top is CSGO, Counter-Strike. I hate (laughs) Counter-Strike. Don't bet on Counter-Strike. Period. All right, next one. Um, Dota 2. So, it stands for Defense of the Ancients, if you didn't know. And in essence, the game is... Oh god, the gamers are going to slap me in the face but I have to say it. <laughs> it's it's an essential game of protect your base and capture the flag. And there's three parts to it. You protect your base from the other team. You have a certain number of players. You have five. And what happens is you have a team of five, five actual people playing those players. Therefore, one Dota team is going to play as five on five. So... What they do is there's an essential part called the draft. And what they do is they, they they try to to draft the players that the other team's good at. And the other team tries to draft the teams that, are, that they're good at, you know, to kind of knock, knock them off a little bit. But the beauty in it is there's three things. There's there's two sets of risk involved with Dota that really makes the odds worth it. Number one is that you can handicap the players all day. Now, yeah, Now what we see here, like with most of these Dota teams, is they're actually going to be playing a lot of games. And what they need to do is when they do it, they, they're ready, they need to be confident, and when they go in, you know, you, just like a baseball team, is this guy ready to pitch? How does the outfield look? How do, How is the weather? How is, you know, so that you look at all the factors, and they're all around, What? how big is this, in, in this case, how big is the tournament, how much are they looking to win, how motivated are they? Now, my as my grandfather used to say, you gotta still they still them boys gotta still get up and tie their shoes and play the game. You know what I mean? So, like, even as good as you, you can get, the best squad there, and they can still lose to a nobody. The reason I like Dota is because Dota is the strongest game to cap the actual players. Because the players, you can study how they draft. So what happens is when five on five, ready, set, go, it looks like five blank spaces on top and bottom, and you draft from the players in the pool. Take one, take one, take one, take one. One is for support, one is for attack. Uh, the others, I, I don't want to get into it all, but the fact of the matter is that there's 10 million plus unique users every day. Yeah. Now, what we see here, like with most of these Dota teams, is they're actually going to be playing a lot of games. And what they need to do is, when they do it, they, they're ready. They need to be confident. And when they go in, you know, you, just like a baseball team, is this guy ready to pitch? How does the outfield look? How do, How is the weather? How is? You know, so that you look at all the factors, and they're all around. What? How big is this? In in this case, how big is the tournament? How much are they looking to win? How motivated are they? Now, my as my grandfather used to say, you got still they still them boys gotta still get up and tie their shoes and play the game. You know what I mean? So like, even as good as you can get, the best squad there, and they can still lose to a nobody. The reason I like Dota is because Dota is the strongest game to cap the actual players. Because the players, you can study how they draft. So what happens is when five on five, ready, set, go, it looks like five blank spaces on top and bottom, and you draft from the players in the pool. Take one, take one, take one, take one. One is for support. One is for attack. The uh, yeah, others, uh, I, I don't want to get into it all. But the fact of the matter is that there's 10 million plus unique users every day. Um, excuse me. 10 million unique users every month, if you include CSGO and Dota. So these three games are the big contenders of gaming, and still, I'm I'm looking forward to the games like Hearthstone, uh, H-O-T-S, StarCraft is known globally for being a cool game. Um, I'm not really interested in StarCraft. It's more of kind of like coin flip sometimes, and uh, they're really good players, and it's a fun game, but it's more so betting on horses, whereas Dota, I've actually built mathematical systems for these teams. So I, I prefer to stick with Dota. We're working on CSGO as we as we talk, but I, I ugh, stick with Dota. Oh, you mentioned League of Legends, the last thing. I do not handicap League of Legends. It is doable. You must follow it a lot. It's a lot, a lot of effort, and I can't do it with six other sports, including MLB, NHL, NFL, and NCAA, and this. So I stick with Dota because we have built this system. But I would love for Z-Lab to work on something with League of Legends. It's definitely doable.
0: Okay. Please tell us about the Dota. That's the defense of the ancients, for those who've never heard about it, in a, a simple way. Because I know it's a very complex game. Tell us about the rules, team strategies, reach to the final, how long a match can take, and the highlights of the tournament, please.
1: So, yes, it is a very complex game. As I mentioned before, yep. uh, you're going to take your five-on-five teams. They're going to walk into... A, uh, a neutral area one usually I mean you can have judges you're going to be on LAN <clears throat> excuse me you're going to be on LAN so you're on a local access network therefore no one can do attack and break down the game once you've done that they set up they check and they make sure everyone's good both sides everything's fair ready set go um, it's usually a best of three uh, sometimes a best of two um, and what you're going to do is get the players for both sides. They're going to start the draft. The draft usually takes draft is D-R-A-F-T, just like the NBA draft, for instance. Uh, it's kind of like go fish with cards, except you pick one and they pick one, and then you try to pick one to make them pick a different one. So in essence, it's kind of like playing poker um, is the best way I can explain it. So it is very chancy. But if you go with a good team that knows what they're doing, they can play 12 different sets. So if they do get uh, into a situation where they got uh, overdrafted, someone drafted better, the team drafted better than them, they can still find ways. Now, like I mentioned, there's usually going to be someone for support. That person stays in the place called the jungle. And uh, also there's a place called the Rosh Pit, which is where the uh, sort of like the monster lives. And that's very layman's terms. I apologize to the gamers again. (laughs) But um, what you have to do is destroy the monster, be winning in kills, complete your tasks, and destroy the other base before the other team does. And it's actually quite simple once it starts. But that's that's about as
0: basic as I can put it. Okay, now ESPN's looking at esports. They are making an effort to understand the impact and the potential for the younger generation of viewers. Now, how will this growing uh, change the game? What is going to do
1: is create something with ESPN where that's it's totally different. They're going to have their own ESPN e-channel. Because if you look at what ESPN broadcasts, they broadcast to, you know, the 21 to 42-year-olds. You know, that, that's their target. The target audience od- or 36 to 65 is also a big target audience what esports their target audience uh 35 of those people that i spoke to you about the billion and there are actually ages 21 to 35 so that's the biggest market and if, if you know business the hugest market always so in essence um what i'd like to say is i see that um I see ESPN doing something. What ESPN is going to do is bring money to the sport. Now, what that's going to do is actually allow the sport to grow. And as we know, money is the root of all evil. So the idea being is that all right, the The money being pumped in is going to create opportunities for more people and more players to show themselves. A lot of these kids are kids from other countries. One of my best guys, Mick, he's an amazing, amazing Dota capper, an amazing Dota player, but, you know, he doesn't come for much. He doesn't have the opportunities we do if you live in Canada like me or you're here in the U.S. or you're somewhere in Mexico, you know, you're not protected under those rights, you know. As much, and the tournaments aren't as big just because of the number of viewers. So, getting back to the ESPN, is that you're gonna have different different generations, and in recent years, the perception of the industry really has uh, uh, it's been uh, it's been openly talked about that. It's, disrupt- it's disrupting the whole uh, sports community because esports has yet to hit that mainstream appeal. Now all over the world, it's hitting it faster than it is in the U.S. And that that here is what makes me say it really is a new era. And you know, esports is growing so fast. For the young generation, everybody plays. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I mentioned Hearthstone, some of those other games. Everybody's got a game, and this is something very interesting, you know, to look at, because the young generation, it helps them serves and uh, understand that gaming isn't bad to learn, or necessarily an addiction. It's also scientifically su- scientifically studied that If you play games that are skill-based and also social, they have clear benefits to players, even more than just around the globe. They recognize that esports are legitimate as other sports, you know, here in the United States. So it is a very, very big thing.
0: Now, Will, the prizes for players are quite substantial. I mean, this is a huge boost for the sport. This year, the international Dota 2 delivered $18.3 million in prizes. That's more than Wimbledon or the Masters. Now, people can play video games for a living and live pretty well. What are your thoughts on this subject?
1: Well, if people can win three times what they can win at Wimbledon on FanDuel every weekend, (laughs) then I'll tell you this. It's real, buddy. It's real as it gets. The idea of making that amount of money playing video games is absolutely insane. It's also absolutely insane to make forty-two million dollars over two years to be a wide receiver to play, hell, thirty-two games. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that people will pay to create the best squad, and they want to win. We have an as humans, we have an inherent desire to win, and with these teams and with this money and with these prizes, it creates what we call um, an anti-throw mechanism, whereas if, let's say, the game is being held on a, on an odd server, it's a small game, da-da-da, you find a site you can bet on, like Unicorn or something, like Mark Cuban's site, uh, a lot of those teams have been accused and also cut down uh, for throwing. In essence, you know, hey, I'm going to bet a million dollars against myself and we're going to bl- blow this game. And, you know, that, that went under the radar for a little while, not anymore. But the idea being is with when there's more incentive, There's more reward. There's also going to be more risk. It's going to be sharper. That makes for better television, makes for better entertainment. The beauty of it is, and when I say television, you look at the people that tuned into the Super Bowl, more people tuned into the Dota 2 championships last year alone than they did the NHL Stanley Cups in all five games put together. That includes online streaming. The next big thing is online streaming because anywhere in the world you can and you will be able to access
0: it. Well, this is very interesting, but our main interest is, what about the investments? Firstly, which bookies have eSports so far, and of them, which ones are allowed in the States? Can you tell us that, please? So, there is a legal gray area when you're in certain parts of the United
1: States. Um, I use Bitcoin for now, until I always wake up and read the laws and make sure I'm I'm legally allowed, and I am at the moment. What I'm doing is essentially buying casino chips and using those, aka Bitcoin, using those to bet with uh, a website, Nitrogen Sports, and um, from there I cash back out to Bitcoin and back to, Euro, back to Euro. And I'm from Canada, so it's it's more it's more valuable. To actually use Bitcoin, because when I do say Bitcoin goes up one percent while I'm betting, uh, I've already made a one percent grow on my bankroll. Plus, I'm also able to cash out into euro because 0.01 Euro is going to be worth, say, five dollars US, seven fifty Euro. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So there's an arbitration in between currencies. So it's a risk times reward times the wager times the currency outright. So you're doing four different multipliers. So you're kind of parlaying currency, if that
0: makes sense. Now, I know you're a true fan of nitrogen and bitcoins. Please tell us about the advantages of opening an account with them. huh?
1: The advantage of opening an account with nitrogen, they're the best book on the web. You won't find a better one. They have every line you could ever want. Live betting, something they're working on. But they have an absolutely amazing team. They have always, always been the first ones to grade. They've been on top of things. had open lines that other uh, other bookies don't carry. Um just uh they're they're yet to do tractor racing. I've asked for that. But no, they'll pretty much uh do anything. And they they, they continue to grow. They've they've added more lines, more leagues every day. You ask an admin, "Hey, I want to look at I want I want South Korean soccer. Mm-hmm. Give it a day. You'll have a South Korean lines. Like they're very very smart. Um, they're based out of uh, well, um, a Southern American country. I don't really want to disclose too much information, but um, do your research if you like. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you click on there and it says make a new account. Click." And you've made a new account in three seconds. If I get on to bet 365, I still, I'm still i still stuck in the year 2001 trying to make an account. And I doubt they'd send a check to the U.S. if I still live there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the beauty of it is that you really can cash Bitcoin to
0: any currency you want. Now, how hard is it to get a winner? Because it's kind of different from other sports. Like, you don't care about injuries or weather, do you? What factors are the most important ones when you're making your uh, analysis? shall we say?
1: So, uh, biggest one is sleep. You look at these guys; they're 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 19 to 24. They're just as bad as you were. Um, they'll play a game at 6 a.m. Then they'll play a game at 10 a.m. They'll sleep for three hours, assisted by assisted by. A probably sponsored by Red Bull. And then they wake up two hours later and play two more games, go back to sleep at 4 p.m., wake up and play a 9 p.m. and then a 1 a.m. game. So these guys can play up to five different games in 25 hours. We always say bet on a fresh team, but we always watch the first game. So we like to, as my capping team, I say we because my boy Mick and I do it together, and we like to exchange thoughts on, on how they're playing, how they're doing, um, as you know, a one-man syndicate doesn't work without its uh, tools, and for mine, mine happen to be my, my systems and also the ones and people who are kept in privacy and do help build build my systems and continue to tweak them to work. Um, to answer your question on how hard it is to find a winner, basically impossible. You uh, you could flip a coin and pick better winners than most people. The fact of the matter is that esports, the bookie has no clue. So what they're going to go off of is is physical information. You mentioned factors. Who is playing, who is out. There is one big factor we look at, which is stand-ins. A lot of times you'll have somebody who's sick or can't play, and they have a stand-in. And A lot of times a designated stand-in is really good. A lot of times that player hasn't played in a while. So depending on who the stand is, um, the fact of the matter is that it can really change the, the the outcome of the game, I guess is the word I'm looking for.
0: Okay. Look, league of legends championship. Now that's starting. can we expect some good profits from this tournament? What are your predictions?
1: League of legends is the best booked, um, most exact lines I've ever seen on esports. Um, I'm not a fan of league of legends. Uh, I do not handicap it. I will release plays because I, I have studied it. Um, This is the first time I'll say it. Uh, I've never picked up a mouse and played a game of Dota or any of these games in my life. And I think there's a beautiful saying that says, there's a man who can bet on a horse. He'll make money. He'll know his way. But he'll watch the one who's ridden his money away. (laughs) Because he once was a horse rider is kind of the idiom. Because uh, someone who's played basketball is going to say, no, 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 they can do it someone who doesn't has a fresh eye tabula rasa blank slate to be able to look at these different things and I think that gives me an advantage and that's why I must work with my colleagues who do play every single day and that that doesn't mean I don't as if I don't play it doesn't matter I have more time to watch replays to to really study who is this player he's joining this team what what can he bring on this first game you know what is he going to uh to change the outcome, Uh, how is he going to be able to bring support, bring strength to this team?
0: What about your CSGO system? What are your results so far?
1: So my results so far, I'm hitting about 53%. Like I said, you could flip a coin, and it's probably better. Um, The idea being is the spreads are too sharp. Um, CSGO is actually the easiest game for the bookie to handicap or not here to up the bookie to set lines for. Mm-hmm. And the idea being is CSGO is a very, 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 very big sport, and there's a lot of money in it. I will pick good winners. I will pick. I have a system. Pretty much, if you've read up on any of my stuff, I go off the Kelly betting criterion. Uh, that's Kelly, K-E-L-O-Y, betting criterion. And, the, and what that does is it creates a, a bankroll system in which you do bet on Uh, a percentage of your bankroll. And what that helps do is, well, A, manage your risk, but B, find the edges. The thing with CSGO is they have more stand-ins than America has people waiting for green cards. So the fact of the matter is uh, CSGO is very, 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 very hard. And I recommend staying away for the time
0: being. Okay, how to bet on live games? My next question. What what do you look for during the match on live games?
1: So there really is no live uh, live betting per se. There's no like, oh, he's winning this one. We're gonna go this. There's no live odds. If you watch Track Dota, it does have a live odds system, and it shows the odds of them winning. But there are no res- there are no results for betting on that because that would be it, it's kind of maybe one day maybe hopefully that's something we see but that's maybe someone in 1950 saying how the heck could you li- how the heck could you get a live baseball line that's crazy crazy talk you know but you still can so the idea being is live what they do is let's say we're going to play a best of 3 versus vega and alliance today alliance beat vega 2 to 1 and we cash that excuse me other way around vega beat alliance 2 to 1 now, Alliance covered plus 1.5, but Vega won money line. Now, when you look at that, the live idea is that, let's say, Vega smashed them. Vega went 31 kills against 12 kills and took down their base in 29 minutes. I forgot you had to, you had ask the, the, the average time of a Dota match is yep. about 30, 35 to 45 minutes. Sometimes shorter, sometimes longer, but a good patch is usually in between that. Um, what 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 you look for during the patch is who who plays well with which which uh, drafted player they choose. So each player plays as you know an avatar, and that avatar is good at certain things. And if they play correctly, it's kind of just like if you play your cards right throughout the game, they become stronger. And what happens is there's uh, 15 minutes usually between each game. Uh, when those fifteen minutes go up, it's kind of like in football. The second the um, the halftime was up, uh, first half, first half, uh, what they'll do is they'll put up a map two line, depending on map one, and that's only open for about twelve to fifteen minutes. So on nitrogen, they usually have a live line for this map two, this map three, and I made a lot of money on those. So yes, live, but it's it's really hard to get it and post
0: it when. There's only 11 minutes. Now, DraftKings has launched Fantasy Esports. How does it work? And can we expect some bets from you? I have no clue. Okay. I love I love DraftKings. Um, they're
1: a great site. I know a good buddy who was part of the founding of that. Um, it's all legal here in the United States. You may see more money come in from that side in Fantasy than you may in betting. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I think that's a good thing, because what that's going to do is open up an open forum and dialogue here in the United States for people to respect esports. And it's always been kind of a joke, a little bit. Oh, you're betting on video games, huh? Kiddo, back back in my day. No, 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 for real. The idea being is that with with DraftKings opening this up, we're opening up a new dialogue of esports, and that's what we need to do. Can you see, but uh, expect to see some stuff from me? Absolutely, absolutely. If I can get my brain together for two seconds, absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, look, we're almost at the end. This is all good stuff, Will. We really, really appreciate it. Um, according to your crystal ball, what is the future of esports uh, and the future of esports investments? Tell me this, Zcoders. What do you know? You stick with
1: the system, you work on the system, you find what needs to be tweaked, and you play. End of story. The idea in My Crystal Ball is that esports will be bigger than football Mm -hmm. in 20 years. They will be bigger than basketball in 25 years. They will be bigger than any sport imaginable in 30 years call me insane mark my words. the The idea being is that the crystal ball says that the future of esports opens up not just every country every language this is what brings me to the beauty of esports and what i wanted to kind of explain to you guys is that look at look at what we do in Z-Code. we get on there And, yeah, you can sit in your room with the lights off for 12 hours on Z-Code, sure, and not be social. But what are you doing on Z-Code? You're socially connecting about sports. Sports are a social thing. They bring people together, even if you disagree, and it creates an open dialogue. So look at the wall that we have for Chance. We make money when we communicate. Whether or not you follow, that's one thing, but when we communicate and share all the information we have, we're 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 better off to make a better pick. And the idea is that fountain of youth which is Z code that keeps growing. Happy birthday, Z code. <laughs> Anyways, the idea being is that you really can do this with any sport. And what esports is, is you take those ninety-six, seven, eight, ninety-eight percent of the world. That's not an NBA star. That's not six foot seven. That's not you know your average football, basketball, baseball, whatever player who doesn't have a chance playing on the ho- college hockey team. You know, just the guy who knows his stuff, who loves sports but that's why fantasy's gotten so big is because people want to talk and understand and share knowledge of sports of what they know and try their luck and try try to see what how they match up against other people so according to my crystal ball this is going to be huge because it opens the doors and the pathways to people there's a kid there's a kid in, in the Philippines, I forget his name. He has played for six different teams. He's been offered $28 million to not sign with another team. He said, I will not sign with your team, but then was offered to say, I will sign you $28 million not to sign with, excuse me, XX team. I can't say their name. But this guy took the money to literally say, I won't go anywhere. Um, there's a lot of cocky players. They remind me more of soccer players than anyone. They're a bunch of divas. Um, but the idea is that they are sports players. They are playing a game, in which is one of skill, which is one of being social. Like, you look at the game. Okay, we had our ESL New York yesterday. We went 11 wins and 3 losses. That's insane. That's insane. It's a huge day. The fact of the matter is we capped that for about seven days. We looked at those numbers. We watched who's playing, who's in, who's out. How are they playing? Are they practicing? We went so far as to stock their Steam account. Steam being as you can track them playing on the, uh, the offline when they're not playing you know, uh, for, for a tournament. And we would watch and see who's practicing and who's not and what they look like when they're practicing. Like We've spent hours and hours and hours. So ESL came through in New York uh, third through fourth uh, this weekend. And Vega won it all. We had the big bet on Vega. We won that. Um, Vega is now sponsored by Nitrogen Sports, which is huge because they needed a sponsor. And we're now seeing other people jump in to start to sponsor. I really, 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 really really see how social the sport is it's bringing people together like i said in a new way it is a new fountain of youth because it gives like i said those 98.6 percent of people who aren't sports players ready to sign a 40 million dollar contract because they're perfect bodies no these kids are fat and play red bull and probably have diabetes like you know what i'm friends with most of them the fact me is that they're just as much athletes as anybody else. And if we can get a line on them and we can get the market, literally corner the market and bust the bookie, then let's make some money, baby. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you have any final advice you could offer for those just starting out who are interested investing on eSports? Be careful whose advice you buy, but be patient with those who
1: supply it because advice is a form of nostalgia. It's a way of washing the past from the future, painting over the ugly parts, and recycling it for more than it's worth. The idea being is that advice is a form of nostalgia. And that nostalgia, look at Greek. Look at Pedro. Look at these guys. They've been betting for 25 years. When you see him post a play and win, They win big. When they take a loss, it's not fun. The fact of the matter is that these are my guys that taught me how to grow. Use all the tools you have. If you're listening to this and you have access to Z-Code, I encourage you to take three days and lock yourself in a room and look at every, can I say darn darn, say look at every darn tool there is because Z-Code is effing awesome. And it has every tool you need. All you need to do is look into it and find what you need. And for me, that's usually a line reversal. That's usually somebody's input. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Omega. Shout out to Sal. Everybody who helps, man. There's so many good people. Mike, everyone up at Z-Code, Z-Lab, everybody. But my final advice I could offer on esports is start very small because it doesn't happen quickly. We'll go on an 11-3 run, then we'll hit 6 out of 11, and then we'll hit a 9 out of 1, or 9 and 1, and then we'll go 2 and 1, and then we'll go 0 and 3, and then we'll go 7 and 2. So it really is a game of keeping up, and I've been very, very, very specific about posting unit sizes, more so specific, uh, also on forums, so... Hopefully the forum link will be on here. Maybe we can get it up by my name. And uh, if anyone wants to donate, that would help me a lot. But, uh, guys, I can't thank Z-Code enough for this opportunity. And I'm humbled and blessed. And uh, light and love to everybody. Keep winning, keep listening, and keep learning, friends. Learn every day. Don't ever quit.
0: All good stuff. Well, look, thank you very much, Will. I hope by now you see the potential of uh, all these esports guys Trust me, this new trend should not be taken lightly. You can make some really serious money betting esports. Remember to check out Z Code VIP Club and Forum with the strategies and tools to help you win on esports. And check our upcoming book on esports. Thanks for listening. All the best. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember to go to iTunes and post your comment and topic suggestion for the next episode. we love to hear from you. See you on the next show. Have a fantastic day.